0: There's a study that came out semi-recently that literally says 99% of public accountants, 99% have experienced or are experiencing burnout of, in some level and there's different tiers of Who
1: burnout. is the 1% <laughs> I would like to know?
0: I know. We have about 100 started.
1: employees.
0: <laughs> what does
2: their practice look like? Hmm. <laughs> this is the Generally Accepted Accounting Podcast. That's GAP for all you accounting nerds. It's a podcast produced by Casey Peterson LTD. we a firm of CPAs and financial advisors based in Rapid City, South Dakota. And we'll be talking about tax, finance, accounting, audit, and a bunch of other topics that sound really boring, but that we're gonna make hip and cool, or we'll try anyway. So stick around to learn more. In this episode, we're talking to our firm administrator, Vanessa Kaiser. Vanessa's what we refer to around these parts as a non-traditional hire. So instead of a background in spreadsheets and numbers, she's dealt with stuff like process enhancement and also people and feelings. Yeah, it's wild. That's because Vanessa came to us from the world of social work, but that unique perspective and creative way of approaching problems have been invaluable to our firm. And I'm not just saying that because she's my boss. So today we'll be talking about how she came to the firm, what it's like working for an accounting firm when that's not the world you're familiar with, mental health and the accounting profession, and some crystal ball gazing about what the next five to ten years of the profession might look like. You know the drill. Listen in to learn more. Vanessa, welcome to the podcast! Thanks for having me. We are so excited to do something that's completely out of the box and is going to just
0: mess with people's minds. I know. That's why I'm here. It's my entire existence. That's why we chose (laughs) you. We do that.
1: (laughs) Ever since you came on at the firm, I always wondered, what is this Vanessa about? What does she do? And uh, I still don't really know entirely, so.
0: Same, so. <laughs> same. <laughs> I think I think my favorite is to hear people talk about when Kevin was, like, talking about me before I came. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Vanessa is an LCSW. And he kept using those, like, letters. Like, it's a common yeah. in an accounting
2: yeah. firm. People are just, they just know what that means. Yep.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> Krista was finally like, what is that?
2: <laughs> you what does keep that using mean? that word. What does that word mean?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it means... Licensed clinical social worker.
2: So let's talk about that. What path, how did you end up as an LW, And now you're in an accounting firm as a firm administrator.
0: So one of the shareholders here, Kevin, he is a chair on a school board in town. And I happen to know the administrator of that school as well. So I had talked to Kevin's wife and I was like, hey, I think I should probably go work there. I think they need a social worker. They're getting big enough. Now They're messed up enough. It's, they need this one yeah. yeah. They sound
1: like they need help.
0: And she's like, you should talk to Kevin. I was like, yeah, I should. So then like fast forward like 48 hours. She's like, hey, we want to have lunch with you. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I literally, this is very me. Hashtag Vanessa. I come to this meeting <laughs> with my resume and my references and a four page document on what I think I could do for this school in a red folder. I remember it very vividly. And we sit down at the beanery and the very first words out of Kevin's mouth was, This is not about the school. And I just put that folder <laughs> back in my bag. Oh yeah, I knew that. That's not I don't, <laughs> that, that
1: okay. would have been silly. Yeah. Cool. That's
0: hell. <laughs> <no>. Of course <laughs> it's not. Anyways so then uh, that kind of started the conversation of like, hey, what's your dream job? What would you think about coming to work for Casey Peterson? Which I thought was like so bizarre. <laughs> and I was like trying to like wrap my head around it.
2: Like I thought we were talking about school. You're talking about an accounting firm. <laughs> yes. We on very different pages right
0: now. <laughs> I have to think really quickly
2: right now. So what is it? I mean you talked a little bit about this but like as someone who comes from a completely different world than accounting what is it like like when you first started what did you think of these accountants and their numbery ways and their not as necessary that all of them are as people-y maybe as some of the as some of the past things that you've done what did
0: you think yeah it was very interesting <laughs> she's trying not to get fired everyone <laughs> So yeah, I think the biggest thing though was communication. So in the agency that I came from, we were all social workers. So we all went to school to be social workers. And we talk about in the world of social work that there were just things that were like, you have a different lens, you have a different lens on life. And it you can see it as you move through like your education, you can see your lens begin to shift and change as you kind of learn and adopt this new way of thinking. And then after some time, like years in the field, it just becomes really second. It's a really like a part of who you are. Right. So then I come into an accounting firm and there's not a single other social worker in the building. <laughs> and I'm like, assuming that people, A, know what I'm thinking. Yeah. They have no idea. Yep. <laughs> so I had to learn to start saying things that, to me or to like if I had been sitting in a room with social workers it would have been like very obvious. Mm-hmm. Yes. But they aren't because they have a different lens. Ideas that I would have or like questions that I would have where I'm like, well, sh-, they must all know the answer to that. You know, like Simon Sinek talks about that where when you're sitting in a room with people and you feel like you have a really dumb question, if you should you probably have the, ask.
2: Yeah, because <laughs> if you have the question, at least like 70% of the room also has that question. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah.
0: So it's been a lot of that like learning to go like. I'm probably not the only one sitting here wondering. I just feel more awkward than if I was sitting in a room with social workers because I know how they would respond to me. These guys might eat me. I'm not sure. (laughs) I
1: don't know.
0: They might just bury an Excel spreadsheet. Is it
1: tax season? Yes.
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. They give them popcorn, so they're not always hungry.
0: Coffee, chocolate, and and snacks. I'm just going to call you from the other room. Yeah. will be fine. But I also think that I've had to learn to... Ask more questions of things that they do know, too. So, like, they will talk, like, in a technical language. Yes. And I was like, I have no idea what that means. Mm -hmm. No idea. But they've been super gracious. And I I can point to a couple specific people, but I'll use Stan as an example. So, he'll send spreadsheets. (laughs) And Stan is like the master of spreadsheets, and he will generally say, "Vanessa, I would be happy to walk through
2: this with you." <laughs> like he already knows. Yes, you, you're not going to understand this. Yeah, probably at any level. I would be happy to show you <laughs> yeah. how this works. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, ooh. I ask a lot of questions. He's like, mm, "Just come to my office." <laughs> <laughs> Be a I mean, lot
2: easier. We can probably relate to that. Like sometimes there's a there's a creativity aspect where accountants say I'm not creative, mm. um, and you don't want a creative accountant. That's not that's illegal. That <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of like they are they are creative in that they are always looking for ways to solve problems. Mm. Like no, they may not draw you a picture and they may not write you an article, but right. they have. Creative ways of thinking. It's just a more linear kind of thing that maybe like yeah, they're not gonna compose a sonnet. Probably, maybe right. I don't know. <laughs> I'll stereotype. Maybe they do, and they're fair type. I don't know. <laughs> but I think that's also a thing of like they like we all probably stereotype accountants as like introverted and very like methodical, and there is parts of that in them. But, like, yeah, they also do care about people. They care about their clients. Oh, yeah. They care about their co workers. Mm-hmm. Um, they just, they sometimes, I think, buy into their own stereotypes. Yeah. Um, yep. And it's like, well, that's cute, but it's actually not true. Right. <laughs> you're a lot more squishy than you think you are.
0: No, for sure. <laughs> yes, I think that's really, really true. Yeah, little
2: feelers. <laughs> you think you're thinkers, but you're little feelers. They are. And there is, in the accounting profession itself, like with accountants, like, hi rates of mental health issues which is kind of a thing that we're seeing now after the pandemic just globally yeah um and so we have done some things within our own firm to try to address that do you remember like having discussions about that or what like what brought that to head where people are like hey this is something that we should start to try to address yeah
0: for sure so we have a connection committee and i think that the conversations around mental health within the firm started there and i was i remember being really delighted about like how open the conversation was and the willingness that there was to serve our team in this way yeah. so if you do just like a quick google search of um burnout in public accounting there's a study that came out semi-recently that literally says 99% of public accountants, 99%, have experienced or are experiencing burnout of in some level and there's different tiers of burnout. Who is the one percent? <laughs> I would like to know? I know. What is They just about started 100
1: employees.
2: <laughs> what does their practice look like? Mm. <laughs> they just started. They're, yesterday.
0: For They're sure. in deep denial. <laughs> So,
1: wow, that's a huge number.
0: That's it's crazy. huge. It's a huge number. And I actually I wrote down the definition of burnout so we could talk about it that's a good. little more. Yeah. So, from the World Health Organization, it says, "Burnout is a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. It is characterized by three dimensions: feeling of energy depletion or exhaustion, increased mental distance from one's job or feeling of negativism or cynicism related to one's job and reduced professional efficacy. Hmm. And that's a really good definition. I mean, yeah. that really covers covers
2: it really well. I think in right. kind of concrete terms.
0: Cause I think sometimes it's hard to define. I think we often think of burnout as like being tired, mm-hmm. but it's like this ripple effect that affects your work and your relationships. Yeah. And it, yeah, as a whole, like with your teammates, but also with your clients. And in that same study, they talked about like how many percentage of accountants that have to like reopen their books was the language that they used, right? Because of mistakes made,
2: yeah.
0: At that, they are tying to burnout, yeah. right?
2: If you are, if you have no mental capacity or physical any kind of capacity left to do what you're supposed to do, like yeah. mistakes are going to happen,
0: right? So, I think it one of the things that um, is very true about Casey Peterson is that we unapologetically care for our team definitely, and I think that is something that I haven't been here that long, but as near as I can tell, this has been like part of our DNA for our, the entire life of the firm, and again, I'm just so pleased that the the mental health topic is one that we're not ashamed of or afraid to talk about. It's something that we're not – and also, we're not just talking about it, but we're putting money into it, right? Right. We're serving our team in that way. So last year we started – one of my good friends, Dr. Anna Quinn, is the owner of Hope Storm Trauma Counseling and Consulting. And so we partnered with her just to have her come in once a month to talk with our team about what is burnout, what is self-care, and then here, let me teach you some really simple, like, tips and tricks that you can do, like, while you're sitting at your desk. Because, you know, like, in peak seasons, which our team goes through yeah. multiple times a year. You
2: can't get get up and go do a 30-minute meditation. Yeah. It's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to, like, hit a cycle class no. every day at the gym, probably, right? <laughs> no, so you're just
2: You're struggling to get out of bed, go get a whole bunch of tax returns yes. done, and start all over again tomorrow. Yeah, yes, so.
0: exactly. And so... One of the things I really appreciate, it's 30 minutes once a month. It's really tangible. It's really accessible. And it's like this bite-sized information. It's not like seminars about like mental health, right? So I think that's been awesome. The other thing that we've done, I did last year, I brought in a mental health first aid training for our administrative staff. Which makes a ton of sense. I
2: mean, they're on the front lines. Dealing yes.
0: with clients and a lot of times they
2: are sort of that bridge between clients and team members. Yeah. And that can be very challenging.
0: Yeah, I I do. I feel like they get like the squashed. Yeah. Like if people are mad, they get it from both sides. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a it's a day-long training. Typically, there's certified mental health first aid providers across the entire country and so it's something that i highly recommend our trainer was incredible and she just made it so that people who don't have that background or history were able to just like absorb and and retain oh, yeah. um, and relate to like what it is that i'm learning and then how, how do i, do I re- respond
2: right how do i apply this in my day-to-day as i'm going about that kind yeah. of stuff
0: which is really useful yeah. yeah and having some grace for themselves and grace for other people who are going through a season where they're struggling
2: oh yeah and that's going to be true in your whole life. If that is a skill that you can learn, you can apply that to all kinds of things. I mean, that's yeah.
1: got to be half the battle, right? I mean, I feel like just knowing that the firm does care about your mental health and how you're doing yeah. and those monthly, you know, check-ins with Anna are definitely super helpful in sort of driving that home as yeah. to like, hey, just a reminder take care of yourself. Like right. sometimes you need to hear that because yeah. where else are you going to hear it from?
0: You right, know? exactly. So yeah.
1: even just knowing that that, those resources are in place, I think almost protects you a little bit from burnout and other things. So
2: I think you're coming about like different seasons in life. I've seen staff members who were struggling and the firm being very, um, open to working with them. Like, what do we need to get your schedule to be so that you can take care of yourself? I know Mm -hmm. that that's, um, like happened to, to me. I've seen other people who have just been, having mental health issues or whatever and the firm has always been hey we appreciate what you do we want to keep you here we want to make sure that you are taking care of yourself so it's like how do we have that flexibility yeah. i would never say that that's not a conversation that i don't think anyone could have at any level to come to their manager and say like i'm struggling i need some help or i need to figure out a way to reduce something at least for the time being like what does that look like so that's yeah. really that's always really nice to see yeah absolutely
1: i'm gonna have twins in june so we're gonna find out <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> how do we bring him yeah <laughs> so excited for that. <laughs> we might need some, some leeway in some areas of
0: life. No, not know. for you. <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. It's eight to five for you, mister. Yep.
2: <laughs> no flexibility for you. No. Those babies can raise themselves. That's right. You got an older one. She's like, what? Do yes, minutes. You can, raise you can raise them. can raise them. Sleep? Who needs sleep? No, <laughs> no. It's overrated. So that is, I mean, that's an interesting thing about the profession. That 99% of accountants are experiencing burnout. Something that the profession itself is going to need to hopefully address, find ways, otherwise, you know, maybe the AI will just take over and we'll be a profession, I'm trying to say. <laughs> that might not happen anyway. Chat
1: GPT can process your tax return now.
2: <laughs> so what do you think, this is sort of the very speculative, um, what do you think that means for the profession, for our firm? Like, what does that look like going forward in the next I don't know, five or ten years or probably less time than at the, the pace of everything, has everything <laughs> changes?
0: So I kind of think there's a two like big buckets that I see. One mm-hmm. is automation, right? So we talk about that all the time within our firm is how do we take a process where there's redundant steps and we automate it to give us more time to serve our clients in new, expansive, and better ways. Right. So more of advisory
2: roles less just doing here's a tax return here's an audit here's a a thing but let's look at what you need holistically exactly and find solutions to meet
0: that yeah i think one of the things that's so interesting about accounting work in the firm our firm in general is uh, worked really hard at building advisory services. Um, I think about the profession in general when you hit these peak seasons and again each of our departments hit them at different times of year but when you hit you know the peak of tax season and you're you know you look at calendars and they literally have tax appointments from oh, yeah. seven thirty to five thirty every day. There's only like so much caring that can happen in that space or like so much of like how can I serve all of you? do I your have business?
2: that much empathy. If I've got that much, like that's a finite resource. It's gonna, yes. it's gonna I'm gonna tap out at some point.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and most of our people are introverts. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the
2: batteries are gonna get super drained after what? a day of
0: meeting with yeah. people. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna start at sixty percent, and then <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I bless 60%. them because I. Whew. I struggle with that many meetings in a day, and I'm a little more extroverted than some of them. I'm an outgoing introvert. Anyway, that's beside the point.
1: <laughs> Putting Enneagrams on their calendars and be like, sorry, you can only do this many hours with people today.
0: You're yes. <laughs> such a five. I'm going to need you to not have that many
2: meetings. What well, we realize is this is what you start out as your energy level, so we're going to manage that for you. yeah
0: You're Exactly. just need a little extra support. You're welcome. Yeah, so I think automation is huge and uh it just keeps getting better, right? I feel like when you think about even like I don't know what the technology is called where it like reads text, you oh, know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um think about like how inaccurate that was even 5 years ago. Oh, yeah. How many yeah. jokes
2: when you have something read Yeah. About? Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: And then like to today where it's like, oh scan that in and I can pay all your bills and balance your QuickBooks right. and da 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 because it's 99% accurate. And
2: yeah. let me ask me a question and I'll write you an entire post yeah. about whatever it is that you're wanting to know. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I think automation is definitely it'll just continue to grow. Um the other thing that I think we are going to see is in 10 years millennials will be on their way out or at the peak of their careers getting oh, that's there. Crazy. I know we're getting old. It's <laughs> weird. And <laughs>
1: I turned 30 on Sunday. Okay, let's You're on feel your like I'm out. using tech right
0: now. Your days are numbered, young they <laughs> are basically going to be retiring in 10 years.
1: Oh, God, I hope so.
0: And then Gen Z. Our Gen Zers are going to be moving. So we're going to have buckets of them in the workforce in 10 years. And then they're going to be moving at that point up into... Probably middle management or more, right? Depending on the company, because they're going to be 30 right. at that point.
2: Be kind of at midpoint in their careers. So they're probably moving into those more middle. Yep. Roles. Yep.
0: yep. And so I was doing some research because I've been, I've had my head a little bit in generations the last couple of weeks. I've been doing some training on millennials specifically. We used to be the problem generation. Mm-hmm. I think we're like almost hashtag over that. It's all, we almost got it. The boomers are still not mad at you anymore. They're mad at the Gen Zers There's more coming. (laughs) Those darn kids. Anyway. Um, But I think, so these, there's these like things that Gen Zers really care about. Um, They care a lot about people around them. They care about flexibility. They really want to work together Mm -hmm. and they really value authenticity and they don't really like hierarchical I think that's how you say that word. Hierarchical. <laughs> I liked it.
2: As soon as you said it, I was like, that's beautiful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hierarchical leadership, right? They wanted to be more spread out, more flat. And so I'm just really interested to see what that means for public accounting in the next 10 years. Some guesses, I'm guessing it's going to mean that we're going to figure out ways to expand our work across the entire year. Sure. Because mm-hmm. I think people, I think, I'm not sure this generation will tolerate uh, 56 hour weeks or 60 hour weeks for three months out of the year. Yeah.
2: Yep. Especially if they value balance, um, that's not very
0: balanced. Right. (laughs) And as they start like having kids and they're like, all of a sudden it's not just important to me, but it's important to the value of our family. Um, I think, I think it'll be really interesting to see that.
2: I think even now, like we can kind of see some of that happening, um, with remote working, yeah. Um with peop with different kinds of industries and stuff limiting how many hours that people are working because they wanted to get that balance in there. So I would assume, you know, public accounting might be the last bastion, but at some point that that has to they just have to look at that and say this isn't sustainable. People don't want to do this. There's better ways. We do have automation, right? We don't have to make people do crazy hours for this. We've got other options. So yeah, yeah I think that makes sense. And I the idea of like Not having one person, maybe there's not a managing shareholder partner anymore. Maybe there's more of a group or a collective that makes decisions, which is kind of what our firm sort of has. Like, we have a managing shareholder, but we have other shareholders and they all seem to kind of make decisions. So that would be, yeah, that's very interesting. Do you think with all this automation and that balance, do you think the burnout levels will improve or do you think we'll just find new and creative ways to burn
0: ourselves up? Ah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a million dollar question. I feel like, I can't remember what I was reading. I was reading about like technology and how we used to think that technology was going to we like just save talking, us time. We were just talking yep. about this.
2: It was supposed to be yep. like by the 80s, you were going to work like eight hours a week. Yeah, Computers were going to do all this stuff. Right. That did not
0: happen. Not true. No. Not true.
1: <laughs> I love my eight hour work week. Oh, you guys are <laughs> talking about...
0: You're like, this is great. Since <laughs> <'Cause> you're having <laughs> twins, this is how we pick you in. <laughs> yeah. I could be totally wrong, because <laughs> I think probably people thought this about millennials too. I I sort of feel like right now, like I'm not sure Gen Zers will tolerate this level of burnout. Sure. So I think they will find a solution, and we as a industry will either get on board with that, or they will become our biggest competitors. Either way, they'll
2: find yeah. a, they'll find a way to disrupt the entire industry itself mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. i could see that it we'll, could be
1: oh we'll go back to this podcast in five ten years and we'll find out
0: yeah <laughs> like oh they were oh so she was a genius
1: <laughs> so we'll wrong. bury it in a
0: time capsule <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll dig it up in like five years they work 100 hour weeks Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. 40 hour weeks that sounds amazing
0: oh my gosh what was that like grandpa <laughs> you guys were just working 40 hours a week <laughs> I mean, it's so interesting, right? There's like legislation trying to be passed now for 32-hour work weeks. I think we're seeing this sort of shift and trend. And one of the things that's really tricky about all of that from a business perspective is you're like, yes, we want to accommodate the needs of our staff. We want them to feel like healthy and and have a great work-life balance. And we want to like serve our clients really well. And, and, and we want to be able to continue to invest in them, which means We have to continue to do billable work. And, like, you know, so there's, like, this balance that I think right now feels really challenging. It's like we know there's this next thing coming, but we're (laughs) like, what is that? Not sure (laughs) how they do that.
2: And especially in a profession where I don't know that a lot of them are super... Comfortable with change. This is the mm-hmm. thing that we know. This is the thing that makes sense. This is the thing that has made us money. And now right. you want us to consider all these new, like, advisories, kind of squishy, right. right, right. Y'all are concerned about your mental health all of a sudden. And when I was your age, we were walking up stairs with depression both ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yes, bear <laughs> your feelings. Bury yeah. your feelings and some to down <laughs> But I also wonder. Because it does feel like maybe that next generation is a little bit more in tune with their mental health that they mm-hmm. will say like, hey, this is probably not good for me to do this, and so that will also be the impetus that changes more. Or yeah, every generation it just gets a little bit more like it's okay to talk about this. Everybody has struggles. Mm-hmm. It's okay when you're not okay. That sort of stuff. Right, so. right. I like that. I think that's a good. I think that's a good
0: glimpse into the crystal ball of the <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's going to be interesting how that affects all kinds of industries. So, uh-huh. you know, it's obviously going to affect accounting in a big way, given how kind of extreme the workload is during certain parts of the year. Right. Compared to other other industries that are also facing, you know, worker shortages, like yeah. healthcare is a nightmare, I know right? for sure. Yeah. But, you know, that's also, I, from what I understand, a little more consistent across the year and not just like, everybody's in the hospital four months of the year and the rest is fine. <laughs> right. Maybe during flu season it's a little bit crazier for sure. But, but, yeah.
0: I do think that's been something that's so interesting to like observe is the deadline-driven industry. So probably almost anything that you do has a deadline of some kind, right? Like if you are making food in a restaurant, you have a deadline or you're going to lose, you know, your customers. Right. If you, yeah. when I was in the social work profession, like we had deadlines for reports and there's court hearings and there's all these things that happen that have a, have a deadline.
2: And most, most businesses or industries are somehow beholden to the government, which always has yeah. deadlines of whatever. Of yep. some
0: kind. Yep. But in a in the in the accounting world, it's like this huge. It, it's like it's like not just like a wave. No, it's, it's like a yeah, it's like a whole thing. And I'm like, whoa, okay. And it happens all the time.
2: Like it's, it's like it's <laughs> been happening for the entirety of the profession in the United States. Yeah, yeah. like that's yeah. it's not ever. I mean. Yeah, there's nuances. And every season is different. Right. Um, And there's challenges and rules change and laws change and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But for the most part, pandemic notwithstanding, like the deadline has been the middle of April for a while. Yeah, for
0: a really long time. And then it's like... And then there's a deadline in October and yes. there's a deadline in September. And then there's another one in November for healthcare. And then this, in right. then you're like.
2: And then audit has all these different ones, like year-end yeah. different things based on their clients. And sometimes it's in the middle of the summer and sometimes it's a year-end yes. thing. And so it's like, yeah, it is a, it's a yeah. different kind of deadline. There's yeah. Not much squish
0: to it or squish to them. Right. Yeah. It's very, it's really interesting to consider that and what the, the pressure of what that does for the yeah. team and, and how you think about I think one of the things I've used to hear is like you were an accountant and you worked really hard for four months and then you basically took the rest of the year off. Yeah. But see, we're in this weird space where that's not true anymore. <laughs> like right. You work really hard for four months and then you do advisory for eight. Eight. Yeah. You know, and it, the break is very minimal, really. Yeah. Not to scare off all the young accountants who are listening. We love you. We want you here. <laughs> it's so fun. Help us. Help us make this better. Come. Yep. Come. We will not break you. We
2: will yeah. find a better way. <laughs> we have popcorn.
1: We have popcorn. Um, There's a little
2: army argument all over our office. Some fun events. <laughs> yes. We have We have events. There's we have the fun camp
0: CP we do we do fun things fun things all the time yeah
1: I mean the office is not a wasteland outside of April like there are still people here Mm -hmm. doing things every day every day I don't know what they're doing exactly usually unless I stop (laughs) and ask them but I'm assuming it's some kind of work
0: yeah so that's I mean that just all leads back to the how are we gonna how do we manage moving forward how do we manage workload how do we manage that work life balance. Right. How do you
2: keep your people healthy? How do you mm-hmm. keep your clients also providing great levels of service? Yeah. Like, what is that balance? What's that look like? Um, how do you provide services that aren't so expensive that no one can afford them? Right. Um, yeah, it's a, I mean, some it, some of it is scary, but I think like, like I said, accountants are creative in problem solving. Mm-hmm. I think they will figure it out. It's going to cause its own new sets of problems and that's okay. Right. We'll then we'll solve those. Right. Um, yeah, it's kind of an exciting time to be in there because yep. there's so yeah. much so many possibilities and so many cool things that you can see with automation and mm-hmm. ai and just like what does the future hold you could be at a time when it's going to be completely different but still you get to help people you get to talk about stuff that really impacts their life their yeah. security their finances all that sort of stuff
0: yeah um yeah, that's pretty it's so cool. I, I know. It's like, you feel like you're on the brink of this, like, new, yeah like, like, a new tier, thing. <laughs> like, it's so fun. So fun. I would, yeah, highly recommend The Four Disciplines of Execution. Right. It's a great Very book. Fun. We'll link to that one for sure. If you live in the, like, South Dakota area, although I think Dr. Anna Quinn, I love calling her Dr. Quinn, Dr. Quinn, that is woman, I don't know. Anyway, uh. We'll link she, to that show. Yeah, she's, <laughs> exactly. Please link to that show. She <laughs> does like telehealth, so Hope oh, Storm pretty, is a good yeah. like. Yeah, thing we'll to link enter. to. Yeah, she's done a great job.
2: She's been really, uh, like you said, she's done providing information in a bite sized chunk that you can
0: just take and use and is useful, like right mm-hmm. out of the gate. Yeah. yeah. She
1: let me color one week. It was nice. That's
0: amazing. I was not here for that. I missed <laughs> it, it but I knew nice. it was happening. <laughs> yes.
2: It was very soothing.
0: <laughs> so Check out the show notes. Make sure there's nothing cool in there. Check yeah. the show notes below. you missed anything? <laughs> awesome. Well,
2: thank cool. you again for being on the show,
0: ma'am. Yes. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.
2: And now the legal stuff. This podcast and associated communications are intended to provide general information about tax, finance, investment, and other financial matters. Although Casey Peterson LTD has made every reasonable effort to ensure that the information provided is accurate, we make no warranties expressed or implied. Be aware that this is not a comprehensive analysis of the subject matter covered and is not intended to provide specific recommendations to you or your business. Investment advisory services are offered through Advantex Planning Partners. Commission-based securities products are offered through Advantex Investment Services. Member F. I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C. and services are offered through licensed agents of Avantex Planning Partners, 3200 Olympus Boulevard, Suite 100, Dallas, Texas, 75019. The Avantex entities are independent of and unrelated to CPS Financial Services, LLP. Although Avantex does not provide or supervise tax or accounting services, our financial professionals may offer these services through their independent outside business. Not all financial professionals are licensed to offer all products or services. Financial planning and investment advisory services require separate licenses. Heya. Yeah. Did you know Hulk Hogan struggled through a lot of mental issues during his career?
1: Doesn't surprise me.
2: Yeah. I guess you could say he had to wrestle mania.
1: Oh, cause mania is a health condition. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Ah.
2: I'm gonna get canceled.